Couldn't see it then, but I believe it now. Just a searching soul, tired of reaching out. Stuck on the tracks, train bearing down. Screaming from my lungs, who will save me now? As the reruns of the regrets, they were playing inside my head. Got the devil on my shoulder, and he's leaving me for dead. Whispers and lies have brought me here. Flooding my veins with doubt and fear. Oh, I. Gentlemen, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 17 of our morning, new morning show, Rise Up here on LFA TV. I am Jeremy Harrell. I am the host of this show. Thank you so very much for being here with me today. And every day uh, over these last uh, seven, 16 episodes, 
It's been a blessing for this show to finally get up off the ground. Um, it's been a blessing to finally understand what this show is actually going to be, what it was meant to be. Always something that I never even, I never even, I never knew what this show, I always, I always said, okay, I, I would love to do a morning show where I am going through my morning devotion with the LFA family. How would we do that? Well, during that entire time, I was working on Rise Up Coffee. So the, the, the coffee name came first. And the reason why we named the coffee Rise Up was because so it had three meanings, right? Rise up against tyranny, rise up in the morning with a good gourmet cup of coffee, and rise up as in the resurrection. That's why we put the cross on the back. And I'm a big avid coffee drinker, so uh, gourmet coffee was always in the works, and Rise Up was the name of the coffee. So I said, well, why not have, since we're doing it in the morning, why not have the name be synonymous with the show? And let's do a show. And I wasn't going to do it every day. I was only going to do it a few times a week. And then this 9 o'clock hour opened up after Antonio Sabato uh, left. So this 9 o'clock hour opened up and God said, here you go. You have every morning now to share the gospel and share your morning devotion with the LFA family. So that is how the show was born. And if you're new to the show, if this is your first time here, God bless you. Thank you for being here. It gets pretty uh, intense here. We talk about uh, the spiritual world, our culture, and our society, and how they all work together. We go through a number of books, uh, and then we end with the verse of the day, which we start with on my 11 o'clock show, which is, if you've not seen either show, is all politics, right? I mean, uh, this is a network, uh, a political network, but it's also a spiritual network as well. And we're going to be adding more faith and family content, especially on the weekends. We're going to be adding in sports, obviously politics. We are sick and tired of the woke, non-Christian, uh, uh, unbeliever world cornering the market on all of the content that we like to consume. So LFA TV is going to open up in 2023 so that you get everything that you need right here from God-fearing, God-loving people who are like-minded and just so happen to know a lot of people so we can put shows like this together, get the information that we need, and give it to you. So thank you for being here. We're going to start the show out, as we do every day, with a prayer to bless this podcast, to bless this message, to bless this network, to bless all that are watching. Then we're going to go right to the Rumble chat so we can see where you're watching from, who you are, what your name is, uh, and anything else you'd like the world to see. And then we're going to get right into our morning devotion. So let's do that. Um, I was busy chatting on the wrong Jeremy show, said Majoko. <laughs> That's all right. That is all right. A lot of people think that uh, because we have the upcoming shows, that those shows are on. Make sure you check when you go to the page that it's upcoming and not the now show, right? Check the description, check the titles, make sure you're on the right time frame, okay? So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask that you take the link of this show, if you're watching on computer or laptop, and just take it and share it on your Facebook, Gab, Telegram, Getter, and Twitter pages, okay? Share them to those pages. If you're watching on an app, all you have to do is click share, and it'll bring up all your other apps, and you can quick share right to them. And also, any of your faith, uh, faith-based Facebook groups, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people uh, watch faith-based shows here, like Julie's show and everything. Share it to those show, or share it to those pages because uh, we get in deep here, and we do it in a way that nobody else does. We do it in LFA way, 
All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, first of all, Lord, we want to give you thanksgiving for the mercy and the blessings that you shower us with every day, knowing that we don't deserve them and us knowing that we don't deserve the blessings that we're getting. And yet you still give them to us. Like a loving father does a child, giving child things that they don't deserve to show them love, you do the same to us, Lord, and we just show you thanksgiving for that. We also pray, Lord, for those who had a rough Christmas, a Christmas alone, maybe a Christmas with no finances. Lord, we pray that you were able to show them the joy and the real meaning of Christmas, whether they felt alone or whether they felt unequipped or broke. We pray that you can, if, you, if, if they've not opened their heart up, if they've not uh, opened the, the, the idea of, uh, of, of uh, uh, loosening their heart up a little bit so their heart is not so hard, Lord, uh, please give them this message. Please give them the joy. Please let them know that Jesus being born into this earth and Jesus dying and, 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 and rising from the dead is what we should be focusing on. Because, Lord, if we focus on that, then everything else is just a moot point. Lord, we pray for this podcast. We pray for this network. We pray that the listeners that come here are uh, enthousi- enthusiastic about the message and inspired enough to share this gospel out with people. Because sharing the gospel is what we are here to do. And whether we do it digitally or whether we do it on the street with street evangelism or whether we do it in a church, we pray that this message gets out there to the whole world. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you to all. We have about 550 people watching. Let's get those numbers up. Let's get those rumbles up. And while we do that, I will bring up the rumble chat. So in this rumble chat, I would like you to tell me where you're watching from, what your name is, and, uh, if, and let us know if you're enjoying this new show on LFA TV. Here we go. We've got C.L. Burns in the building. We've got Chris D.L. here. How are you doing, Chris? Good to see you. Rockin' Robbins is here. Morning, I'm back to wake up with cold water. LOL. Uh, Cindy Lou Who is in the building. How are you, Victoria? How are you? Uh, plant by the, planted by the waters. Would send your ministering spirits out to reach one watching this program in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. A, uh, Angie Barnett is watching from Indiana. My husband accepted Christ two weeks ago. Praise God. What a great, great message that is this morning. Thank you so very much for letting us know. Kalia says, in Jesus' holy name, amen. Bobby Mannion is watching. Amanda Collins is watching from Florida. Race Mom is here. Twanity is here. How you doing? Raphael. From upstate New York, Rafaela is here. How you doing? Good to see you. First time watching from PA. Well, how you doing? Thank you very much for being here. Shelly Rose is in the building. New Life Diane says, my favorite show. Cindy from South Louisiana. Frank is watching from Kansas. How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Um, I was in Target yesterday in Chesterfield and was blown away. What was that? Hold on. I want to see if I read that again. And was blown away. How far they have gone. I'm so glad I have Jesus. From Missouri. Robin from Arizona. Good to see you. Uh, Edsky from Taxachusetts is watching. Kim from Minnesota. Jan, how are you? Good to see you. Love this show. Jeremy says, Wayne. Well, I love you, Wayne. Thank you, and I love this show as well. 
I spoke with a friend over Christmas and we started talking about God. She is a Catholic and she doesn't read the Bible. She is 80 and she has never read it. I tried sharing a few verses, says Majorva. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Catholic Church today, actually. Um, Kalia said, Jeremy, my son is finding his way back to God. What a great gift to be given from God as a parent. To know that your son, the prodigal son, returns. Great gift. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Catholic, uh, Catholic Church today, actually, uh, because I've been studying uh, lately the Crusades and what the Catholic Church did during the Crusades and why so many people today have a bad uh, or have a negative, I should say, outlook on Christianity because of the Catholic Church in the Crusades that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But that's where people place their, their uh, judgment on Christianity is based on what, the, what happened during the Crusades. Definitely a, a dark time in our history. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't just the Catholic Church. Uh, the, 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 the Muslims, Jews, everybody did horrendous things in the name of God that absolutely drive me nuts studying them today. We're going to be talking about that and so much more today, ladies and gentlemen. The title of the show, and again, the title of the verse of the, de- or of the, uh, of the newsletter is The Elite Lust Over Your Inheritance. Now, let's break that down before we get into our morning devotion books. The elite lust over your inheritance. Now, what is your inheritance? Well, your inheritance as a child of God is eternal salvation in the kingdom of heaven with God, dwelling with God, God dwelling with men, literally one in the same, loving everything about eternity. That is your inheritance as a child of God. If you do not have that inheritance, then you are not a child of God, and your inheritance will be the opposite of that, something very different. We call hell. And the elite, whether they were in the time of King Lionheart, King Richard Lionheart, whether they were in the time of uh, the Pharisees, whether they were in the time of Abraham, whether they're now in D.C. and around the world, the elite want everything that you have. And the one thing that they can't get is your inheritance. But they're going to try to get it anyway because they're so power hungry. They're so evil. They will never, ever, ever stop at trying to take what you have. And again, the one thing that they can't take that they think they can is your inheritance. So they lust after it. And what they're trying to do is since they cannot take your inheritance, since they cannot be a child of God because they refuse it, given a choice, they've refused, what they're going to try to do is break you down to their level and take God out of the equation. Since they can't have God, nobody will have God. So what they're going to do and what they're doing actively right now is trying to take God out of everything, remove the pillars of this nation's uh, founding, which is Judeo-Christian founding, remove those pillars because if they can remove God, then they can remove joy. And that's what they think they can do. They don't understand that like Paul, you can imprison us, you can cut our heads off, but guess what? You're not going to take the kingdom of heaven from us, but they think they can. They think they can. 
Bad Moon says, why do we call the biggest losers on the planet the elite? Because they really are. Not in the sense of society thinking what a loser is, but if you're talking about winning eternity or losing eternity, they are the biggest losers on earth by far. You are right, Bad Moon. You are right. So again, as we go through our morning devotion, and as you guys continue to come in, rumble this video, share this video, we are going to keep in mind the title of today's show and the title of this morning's newsletter, The Elite Lust Over Your Inheritance. First book of the day, ladies and gentlemen, One Minute Prayer for Dads. If this is your first time, and we know there are people here who are watching for the first time, This is the first book that we go through every day. Now, while this is titled One Minute Prayer for Dads, it is a very, very good book for moms, and it is a very good book for grandmothers and grandfathers. But it is definitely preserved for a father in a sense that we are to act to our families like God acts upon us. Okay? Walking in the truth. 2 John 1-4, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were condemned by the Father, 2 John 1-4, teaching our kids the truth and how to walk in it is part of our assignment as dads. To do that, we must ourselves Walk in the truth of God's word. Now, when I was growing up, my mother and my father used to say a lot of sayings that their parents said to them. But one of them that I will never forget is do as I say, not as I do. How wrong was that to say as a parent to a child? Do as I say, not as I do. Did my mom, did her parents think that we We're going to abide by that. Children do not do as they are told. They do as they see. They are sponges. And I did what I saw. And unfortunately, I reaped what I sowed as well because of that. We teach truth by modeling truth, not by ordering others to walk in it if we aren't. That's the difference, again, between a manager and a leader. A manager will order. A leader will get down there and show you better than they can tell you. We had a leader in Trump. We have a manager, a fake illegitimate manager in Biden. Lord, all parents want their children to walk in the truth. You sure do, so so do I. The kids today are exposed to see many lies in our culture. As they subtly accept these lies as truth, their paths go crooked and they might never end up at their rightful goal. God help the kids. All of the next generation, but especially mine. I, like the Apostle John, will rejoice greatly to know that my children are walking in the truth of your word, and finding a straight path for their young feet. How were they ever, what did we talk about two shows ago? Not yesterday, but the day before. Or no, was it yesterday? I think, no, it was yesterday, I believe. Where we said that if you show your children the path, 
just like when they were kids and they took shortcuts through the woods or shortcuts through people's yards, they will always remember that path, that beaten path that they took through the woods or whatever. Well, the same thing goes with God. If you show them the path, they will never forget how to get back to the path. It's like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, right? The kids never forget how to get back. They always know it's through the wardrobe. Same thing right there. Same thing, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Linda says that we need a leader. We have a leader. You and I have a leader. Our leader is Jesus Christ. Our leader is the great B-I-B-L-E, ladies and gentlemen. And as long as we follow the lead of the teachings of Christ, then we know that we're good. We're on that path. That path that we're trying to, we're just talking about showing our kids, we know we're on it. All right? So the next book we're going to go to in our morning devotion is One Year with Jesus in the Gospels, okay? Now, each one of these books, I want to I break this down. Miranda said, I loved the shortcuts. So did I. So did I. Uh, I want to break something down. And I've said this before, so this might be redundant to those who have heard this before. But for those who haven't, for those who are new to this show, let's talk about this. A lot of people will say, if you're not reading out of the Bible, then you are leading people astray. Because you are not reading the word of God. You are adding or subtracting to it. And my response to them is you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. And if we went back a thousand years, you would be a Pharisee. You have zero idea what you are talking about. When Jesus was teaching and spreading the good word, the good news, what we now know is the gospel. Was he always preaching word for word out of the Bible? Was he doing that? Or was he speaking in a way that people would understand that we call parables that pointed them to the scripture of the Old Testament or the Torah, that pointed them to the scriptures that were written by Moses, by Abraham, There are the most judgmental people that I have ever met in my life are Christians. And I put that in air quotes. Because all of those people that were in the crusades, they called themselves Christians too. And do you know how many people that they murdered in cold blood because they would not be Christian? Think Jesus would do that? Do any of the people that study or, or watch movies of the crusade, think that Jesus would have done what they did in the name of God. Never. And the same thing goes for the Muslims. Alu Akbar, doing this in the name of God. Really? Really? How many senseless, stupid wars have we been in in, this, in, our, in our past in the name of God? Yeah, God wants that. I'm sure God and Jesus are sitting up in heaven right now saying, I can't wait for another senseless war to happen in the name of us and watch people brutally kill people, maim them, cut their heads off, all of that in the name of Christ. So stupid. Nothing makes me more mad than watching those stupid movies of people 
Killing in the name of God. The dumbest thing. And my question to them, I got so amped up when I was watching this movie that I'll talk about a little later called Kingdom of Heaven. They came out in like 2005. It was a Hollywood big budget film. I believe Ridley Scott directed it. Orlando Bloom was in it. A lot of other famous people were in it. But they did capture the Crusades and that travel back to the Holy Land. They thought going back there, because they didn't read the Bible, right? Because they had priests that told them everything they were supposed to know, like the Pharisees did. Oh, we got to go back to the Holy Land. It's the only way we can be saved. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know the Bible. They didn't know the New Testament. How did we go through so many centuries with people literally killing each other in the name of God and none of them knew anything about God? I can tell you why. Religion. Stupid, ridiculous religion. In my opinion, you are either a Christian or you are not. I do not care what church you go to. I do not care what you call yourself. I do not care if you say, I'm Catholic. No, you're not. You're Christian. If you're Catholic, then you aren't Christian. I'm Presbyterian. No, you're not. You're Christian. If you're not Christian, then you're not anything. Denominations are stupid. Wars in the name of God are stupid. None of it makes sense to me. And shame on anybody who thinks that God wants you to just go murder people because they don't believe what you believe in. The Catholic Church was doing great things during that time. No, they weren't. They weren't even allowing their followers to read the Bible. Had they read the Bible, they would know Jesus. I'm amped up right now. Let's go to the Rumble chat and see what you guys say about this. I don't get very amped up here on Rise Up. Usually I'm, I'm, I'm very focused, but today... After studying what happened during the Crusades and other time periods, not just the Catholic Church, not just the Catholic Church, other religions did this too. I'm just using that as an example because that's what I've been studying lately. See, Cappy said it divides the body of Christ. Amen. I hate religion. Relationship with Jesus is where it's at. And what about the Spanish Inquisition? Same thing, Victoria. Same thing. Religions of man's, is man's way to get to God. Amen. W.M. Sutton, preach it. My friend and I were just talking about denominations yesterday. I was raised Catholic. She was raised Lutheran. I walked away over a year ago. Good for you. Good for you. Walk away from religion and go to a relationship. Period. Brad Burgess, back from patrol, now waiting until I'm off. How you doing, Brad? Good to see you, man. It's not about land. It's about Jesus. Amen. Now, in that movie, that movie that I was talking about, Kingdom of Heaven, at the very end... um. Uh, Orlando Bloom's character ends up surrendering Israel to the Muslims. Uh, Sin al-Houdin, I think the guy's name was. And when he surrendered Jerusalem, not Israel, but Jerusalem, when he surrendered Jerusalem to Sin al-Houdin, he asked him, what is Jerusalem worth? And the Muslim, Sin al-Houdin, turned around and said, Nothing. And then turned around and walked away and then turned around again and said, and everything. 
What is Jerusalem worth? Nothing. And everything. Very, very, very mind-boggling and, and, and uh, a statement that got you thinking, right? Nothing and everything. Majorva says, I am a Christian, not a Catholic or any religion. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Going to McDonald's does not make you a hamburger, says Shelly Rose. The scripture says people would do vile things in the name of God and think they were doing good. Amen. Amen. Hope says, I walked away from organized religion over two years ago and my relationship with Jesus is so much better. Holy Spirit is the ultimate counselor. Amen. Going to church does not save you, says Shelly Rose. Great point. I agree, Jeremy, and I can say that this as a born Catholic, however, having really woken up to many things about the Catholic Church faith since COVID and vaccines is where it really lost me, says Salty Debbie. Again, Catholicism, what we know of it today, man has done that. Peter did not set out to make the Catholic Church the way it is today. Jesus did not set out to make sure that there was Lutheran, Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, etc., etc., You are a follower of Christ. That is it. And if you're not, then you're not. And I'll tell you another thing too. A lot of people are going to hate this. Ready for this? If you are not familiar with the Gospels, then you are not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Period. You may hate me for saying that, but that's the truth. If you are not familiar with Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, then you are not in a relationship with Christ. You may think you are, but it's impossible to know Jesus without being familiar with the Gospels. And if you are not in relationship with Jesus, then you do not go to heaven. It is that simple. I'm not telling you that. I'm just the messenger. And a lot of people get really mad when I talk about this stuff. They really do. They think I'm attacking a certain person or a certain church or something like this, and I'm not. I'm attacking everything outside of what Jesus said. Tina says, I was raised Catholic and found everything we practice condemned in the Bible. Read it for yourself. Kalia, I'm a Christian, raised Roman Catholic. I turned away from organized religion over 15 years ago. And that's the key right there. It's not about Catholicism. It's not about Methodism. It's not about any of that. It's about organized religion. Are you or are you not doing exactly what the Bible tells you to do? Because if you're not, if you're doing something different than the Bible says that you should or shouldn't do, well, then you are being led astray. If you pray to anyone but Jesus and God through the Holy Spirit, then you are being led astray. If you are asking another human being for forgiveness of your sins and you think that that's going to work, you are being led astray. It's that simple. Tim and Gina said the exact thing that I am thinking in my head. Read the Bible and search it for yourself. Don't take people's word for it. Amen. Amen. One year in the Gospels with Jesus. Let's go to that now. Water... Oh, no, we're at 28th. Okay, how to baptize. Matthew 28, 19 says this. 
Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In the same way that this commission is to every believer, not just to ministers, the command to baptize is also for every believer. It is proper for any believer to administer the ordinance of water baptism. Let me read that again. It is proper for any believer to administer the ordinance of water baptism. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, you keep seeing me look at the chat. I'm just seeing what you guys are saying. Tim says, John 5.39, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are, and they are they which testify of me. I love when you guys put scripture up there. That's incredible. Jesus commands us to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yet there is no record or recorded instance where the believers did so. Instead, the instances of baptism that are recorded in the book of Acts show people being baptized in the name of Jesus only. Because of this noticeable difference, doctrines have arisen that teach there is no trinity and that unless water baptism is administered in the name of Jesus only, with faith in the water baptism, a person cannot be saved. This is a false teaching that has led many people astray. Water baptism is an outward witness of the interchange that has already taken place. In Acts 10.48, excuse me, in Acts 10.44 through 10.48, Cornelius and his friends were filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues, proving that they were already born again before they were baptized with water. We talked about this last year, didn't we? We talked about this over a year ago, as far as I think it, we had uh, Pastor Tim Frisch on. And the, one of the questions were, can you, be ba- can you go to uh, heaven without being baptized in water? The answer is, of course you can. Of course you can. The thief on the cross. Perfect example. The harmony between the commission of Jesus and the practice of the early church is simple. When we baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are baptizing them in the name of Jesus because in him dwelleth all the fullness of of the Godhead bodily. Therefore, baptizing in the name of either the Father, Son, and Holy uh, Holy Spirit, or in the name of Jesus is correct as long as Colossians 2, 9 is understood. What happens is, folks, religion, the same thing that we just were talking about, gets in the way. Religion gets in the way because it tells you you must do this and you must do that. But again, do not take a pastor's, priest's, minister's, or anybody's word for it. Allow them to guide you. That's great. Pastors are there to guide. Pastors are there to lead and show you the way. Pastors are not there to save you. You can't be saved from a pastor. You sure as heck can't be saved from a priest. And if you're praying to Mary, that's wrong too. Not by me. By the Bible. And if you get mad that I'm saying that, then go research it for yourself. And if you find something that says otherwise, come back and tell me where I'm wrong. Because I love to learn. I don't get mad when somebody proves me wrong. I say thank you for setting me straight. If you pray to anyone, 
outside of God, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, then you are truly breaking the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if you pray to anyone but them, you have another God before them. It's that simple. It's that quick and easy. Mustache 49 says, yes, you can go to heaven without baptism, but baptism does give greater power to stay close to God. Amen. I think baptism with water is 100% necessary to be even closer to God. Look, our whole reason for being here is to be close to Jesus, is love, is to be close to him. Why wouldn't we want to be closer? The act of water baptism makes you closer to God. So yes, do it, definitely. Maybe we should call Jeremy Saul. He was blind, but now he can see. I relate to Saul, Paul, more than anybody in the Bible. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool that you actually see that because that's how I, I feel like Saul or Paul. Trust me, I was the guy who sat and said, there's no way that Mary became instantaneously pregnant, spontaneously pregnant. More likely, she scurried away from the camp, got pregnant, came back and said, oh, I, I said that stuff. So trust me. I was completely opposite from the way I am today. Please consider making a profile on Rumble app to like and share this video. Thank you, Amanda. God bless you for saying that. I need help bringing my stepchildren, adults, and my kids to Avid. Well, you know, this show right here is actually a good show for people who are thinking about it, who are on the fence, or who need saved. Because I can relate to I am such a new Christian, but I am so head over heels in love with Jesus. And every day, speaking of Jesus, on my lips is the name of Jesus every day, all day, that I am a perfect person to help people understand the difference between the life that they're living and the life that they could be living. I really and truly honestly believe that God put me in this position for this reason. This show, as much as it doesn't even have a half, a quarter of the, of the amount of people watching it as LFA, Live from America does, it's far more important. It's 10,000 trillion times, it's infinite, more important. And maybe someday we'll have three, four, five thousand 5,000 people watching. Maybe not. The narrow path doesn't have a lot of people on it. But those who are here, those who are giving it a chance, You will take something from this. Something better than you'll take from any other show on LFA TV. Sherry says, I work at a Catholic school. I cringe each and every time they say rosary over the intercom. I always pray inside to Jesus as they do their thing. And I pray over the students in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so very much. Not only for doing that, but for sharing that. Linda says, love and care about our Catholic friends. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's the same thing as you don't hate the sinner, you hate the sin. You don't hate the people being led astray. You pray for them and you help them. You don't, sh- you don't push them away. There are so many Christians out there trying to evangelize by pushing people away. What are you doing? And you don't have to even sugarcoat it to not push them away. It's your delivery. It's your passion. It's how sincere you are from your heart. People can see that. People can see through fake a mile away. 
if you're fake, if you're false, they're, or if you're trying to spread something to them that, that's not rooted in the word of Jesus, they will know that even if they're not believers. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because they have a conscience. God wrote the laws of the Ten Commandments on everybody's heart. So if I go out there and I preach to an unbeliever and I'm preaching wrong, they will know that inherently. Not because they've studied it. Not because they've studied it. The people that knew when Peter, when Jesus said, who do you say I am to Peter? And Peter said, you are the Lord, my God. And Jesus said, the flesh could not have known this because I did not tell you this. This had to have come from God. Same thing with an unbeliever. When you're trying to evangelize to them, they know what you're doing if you are not sincere. You have to be passionate and sincere, but you don't have to be, you don't have to sugarcoat it. You don't have to be forceful. You don't have to tell them they're going to die in a fiery brim of hell. None of that stuff. Anybody who does that is not doing the work of God. I can promise you that. Anybody who does that is not doing the work of God. Let's go to the chat real quick. Hi, Jeremy. I, lived in, I live in Utah and I've lived here for the past 20 years and I have met some awesome Bible-believing, Jesus-believing Mormons and I just thank God, thank God to be here in Utah. My Catholic friend filled her living room with clothing that she was going to donate because she wanted to be a saint, said Majogo. Miranda, I was baptized. My contact... I was baptized. My contact came out in the pool. Holy Spirit told me to look down and I found it immediately floating on the water and put it back in my eye. Praise God. Kalia, Jeremy, those of us who have been with you since the beginning knew you were going to achieve great things. Well, I appreciate that. Remember back in the day we called you our pastor. Back then a lot of us walked away from the, and then it ended right there. And I don't, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think of myself as a pastor. I don't, I didn't go to seminary. I don't know the Bible near as well as I would like to know it. So I don't want to be called a pastor. I feel like I am not doing service to that title. However, I will say this. I'm doing what Jesus has commanded us to do. And I am in a relationship with Jesus. And I'm in a very close relationship with Jesus. And I'm not afraid to say it. And it didn't change who I was for the worse to become a Christian. It took everything that God gave me and made it better. And it allowed me to redirect my anger. It allowed me to redirect my passion. It allowed me to redirect my skill set that I have and put it towards being a fisher of men. Thank you so very much for the $25 donation. Metafdemi. Thank you very much. And Twanity, thank you so very much. Your kindness will go to help this network grow and this show grow. I am ambassador of the Lord, Jesus Christ. And I will spread the gospel the same way that Jesus spread the gospel. And if I am out of line, then the, my Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within me, will convict me. And I will learn from it. But one thing I do not like is this structural religion that we have in our world. All of these religions. 
I can't stand it. And I definitely can't stand watching people go to war in the name of God. Absolutely drives me insane. I want to read to you. I'm not going to be in line here with where we are. I want to just read to you this. This is from Heaven. Books called Heaven. 90 Devotions from Our Daily Bread. John 14.2 says this. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Who is that? Who's preparing a place for us? Ladies and gentlemen. My dad was full of stories about his hometown. So you can imagine how excited I was as a child when he took our family there every summer. We fished the St. Joseph River together and visited his boyhood farm where all his stories came to life. Although that place was never really my home, whenever I visited that town, now with grown children and grandchildren of my own, it fills me with a nostalgic sense of belonging. Jesus talked with his disciples about his home in heaven, his hometown which he left to come and live among us. What a joy it must have been for him to tell his disciples, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. No doubt Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, was looking forward to returning to his heavenly home and taking his father's sons and daughters to be there with him. The thought of Jesus taking us to his father's home fills us with great anticipation and compels us to tell others about the good news of the son. Belonging. Sky says, Jeremy, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. You are called to do this. I 100% agree. I found my calling. I'll grow in it. To eventually be what God wanted me to do in it. But I want to go back to that title, Belonging. And then I want to go back to the title of the show, The Elite Lust Over Your Inheritance. If your hometown is actually in heaven, that is your inheritance. That's your inheritance. And the elite who are ungodly and who do not believe that God is their God. They believe in Baal. They believe in all of these false gods. They want that. They want that mansion in heaven. If they can take your mansion here on earth, they'll do it. They'll tax you to death if they can. Where they can't tax you is in heaven. And they want it so badly, they will never stop. This is why I tell you on Live from America every day, if you think That getting back to winning the presidency, Donald Trump winning in 2024, draining the swamp, is the end of the fight. You are sadly mistaken. You are a child and a soldier of God. Your fight never ends. You've been chosen to be a lifelong fighter for your children and your grandchildren and the word and the gospel of Jesus Christ. That fits in socially. That fits in culturally. That fits in politically. That fits in every facet of your life. You have to know now there is no end. The end is home, where you belong. That is where this fight ends. So if you're not willing to fight until you die, then you are on the wrong battlefield, my friend. Socially, politically, culturally, spiritually, economically, it doesn't matter. It's all rolled into one. 
Bad Moon says, you're doing what God wants you to do with it. It is the journey. Amen. Folks, if you've not rumbled this video yet, please rumble this video. If you've not shared, please share. We're going to go to Jesus Listens right now. December 28th, year of our Lord, 2022. LLB says, we must pray for our enemies is the hardest lesson I've learned. I do it. I do it. We do it at our dinner table. We pray for Biden and everything. It gets easier because you know, it's, you, you start, as you get closer to Jesus, you understand, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, some do know what they do. Forgive them too. Delightful Lord, I love listening to the song that you continually sing to me. I take great delight in you. I renew you by my love. I shout joy over you. The voices of this world are cacophony of chaos. Pulling me this way and that way. Help me to not listen to those voices, but to challenge them with your word. I want to stop right there. When I talk about Catholicism, Methodism, uh, Baptism, all, all of it, Baptists, Lutherans, all of it, I don't do it with ill intent, and I don't do it to offend anybody. I do it to do just what it says right there. Help me to not listen to those voices, but to challenge them with your word. Show me how to take breaks from the noise of the world, finding a place to be still in your presence so I can hear your voice. Do you know how important this show is, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody on this channel should be watching this show specifically? That is our goal. That is what we need to do. We need to get them to hear the voice of Jesus. I believe there's an immense hidden treasure to be found through listening to you. You are always pouring out blessings upon me, but some of your richest blessings have to be actively sought. I rejoice when you reveal yourself to me through your word, your people, and the wonders of creation. Having a seeking heart opens me up to receive more of you. The Bible gives me clear instructions. So what is a seeking heart? Ladies and gentlemen, a seeking heart is not somebody there just going, I hope God tells me something today. No, a seeking heart means you're meeting God halfway, that you are actively trying to get closer to God, that you are actively trying to get closer to Jesus, that you are actively trying to learn more of the word. That's a seeking heart. You cannot wait for the word to come to you. Keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. Do you know how badly it bothers me when we're doing the Live from America show, which is political, and people are like, nothing's going to be done. It's not going to happen. We're just done. America's trash now. Nothing is going to happen to these people. We're never going to see justice. And that's what they say over and over and over and over and over again. Those people do not have God. They don't. Because they're not actively seeking a solution. They're just settling for what they're given. They're not actively seeking a solution to the problem or a better way of life or an easier way to do this or a better way to expose this or a way to pull these people to justice. Those people are cancer to me to this channel to this show to jesus 
Nothing uh, over and over and over and over and over and over again. How do you expect to ever find joy if you're that negative in life? And the fact that everybody says that, knowing that we just overturned Roe v. Wade, look, nothing else good could have happened this year, and that would have been enough. But it's not enough for us, is it? No, no, it's not enough for us Americans. We want more. We're entitled to more. Give us more of what we want. As you sit around and don't spread the gospel. As you sit around and don't go out there and speak the Lord's name where it needs to be spoken to in the darkest parts of the world. Shame on you. I don't get mad because they're frustrated with politics. I get mad because they've given up. And if you've given up over politics, how in the, on God's green earth are you ever going to fight for Jesus? That's what gets me so upset about it. Has nothing to do with politics. If you're going to give up that easily over politics, then you are not belonging on the soldier or on the battlefield of God. Matthew 2 1 2 says this Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we're coming to worship him. Folks, do you know that the wise men were not Christians? Well, there was nobody a Christian then. Did you know the wise men were not Jews? The wise men studied all religions, all cultures, and they soaked in as much information as they possibly could about everything. And they knew that because of witness testimony and writings and just throughout time, they knew that the God of the Jews was the most powerful God. The wise men knew that. They weren't Jewish. They knew that. They knew through writings and through soaking in all the information they could ever soak in that the God of the Jews was the most powerful God. And they knew through writings that the Son of God would be born, the Messiah, the King of the Jews, would be born in Bethlehem. And they followed the North Star there, and they even knew that he was the Son of God. But the elite lusted over the inheritance. I want to go to the verse of the day and then we'll end the show because loud majority is coming up next. The end, the verse of the day again, the elite lust over our inheritance. Verse of the day comes from Luke 16, 14 through 17. So if you have your Bibles, open it up to Luke and go to 16 and then it's 14 through 17. The Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all these things and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of heaven is preached and everyone forces his way into it. The, the, the elite want your inheritance. Everyone forces their way into it, but it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than one dot of the law to become void. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass away and be no more 
than it is for one dot of the law to become void. And yet these elite are breaking the God's law constantly trying to get that inheritance. And in the meantime, you'll be persecuted for it. The question is, will you stand up? Will you stand up in the face of all adversity? That's the real question. And not just when it comes to God or politics or anything, all of it. Will you be a person of Christ? Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for Rise Up episode 17 here today. Thank you for being here. I love each and every one of you. I know sometimes it's hard to hear some of this stuff, but at the same time, it's wonderful to hear some of this stuff. And I pray that my relationship with Jesus gets ever so close um, by doing this with you. I pray that if I'm wrong, somebody can say, hey, you might want to look at it like this. I think you might have been misspoke. Tell me. It's all about learning. Nobody should get upset when somebody puts you in your place. You should thank that person. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for another great show. Loud Majority coming up next, folks. And uh, right after that, a little bit more Live from America. Until then, I'll leave you at the same way that I started with some sidewalk profits. I believe it now. God bless each and every one of you. Loud Majority is coming up next in just three minutes. Stay tuned. Rumble, 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 and I'll see you all at 11. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful morning. Peace. Oh